This is the Northview Family Framework Podcast with host Kurt Broadbeck. Well, thanks for joining us today on the Family Framework Podcast. My name is Kurt, and and our whole goal of this podcast is to help us as parents, I say us because I'm a parent, uh, move from being reactive to proactive, and and hopefully eventually we go from being proactive to even being intentional about what we're doing with our kids. And so today uh, I have who I think is an expert. Uh, I think you'll think he's an expert because you probably know who he is. If you live in the Hamilton County area, I have John Williams. John uh, was the principal of Carmel High School for 14 years. Before that, uh, he was a principal in Evansville, assistant principal, coach, teacher. He spent his entire career um, caring and loving students and specifically high school students. So I'm pretty excited to have him on the podcast today. John, why don't you tell us a little bit about your family, though, because I think people might know who you are, but maybe don't know the person. Yeah. Well, Kurt, first of all, thank you uh, for inviting me and really am excited about being a part of this uh, very worthwhile uh, process that you have. Um, As as you said, I spent most of my time in in education, 40 years total, um, which seems like a long time, but goes by in a blink of an eye, I can tell you. And Felt very lucky to do that. Uh, my wife and I, uh, my wife Paula, who also spent 40 years in education, she was special education director at Zionsville High School until awesome. she retired. Uh, I have two kids uh, who are educators and um, five total kids. And so we, we uh, have a, a big extended family. So I've got a lot of experience with kids and grandkids and, and, and uh, being a, a married. Um, and and a big part of that in our family involves around education. So I'm excited to be here and look forward to our conversation. Yeah, well, I'm excited about this. I think everybody's going to want to listen all the way through on this one uh, because uh, I think John's going to really open our eyes to what it means to parent a high school student. You know, John uh, spent so many years in education, but he's also been very successful. You know, we know that Carmel High School, not only was it the, is it the largest high school in the state, it's one of the highest rated schools in the state. And John is responsible for everything that happened in that building as a principal. Uh, so I want to jump into the high school phase, um, talking about teenagers. And, and really to start with, can you kind of highlight for us some of the important developmental changes, some of the things that are happening in the life of a high schooler that would help us be more aware of what's happening in our kids? Yeah, I, I, you know, obviously thought about this a lot and experienced it a lot. I think that, you know, as a parent and what we all, and as an adult, we all have to remember that those four years of high school between ninth grade and 12th grade are four of the most important years developmentally in, in anyone's life. And if you think about the difference, you know, they, they basically come into high school as children and they leave as adults. Um, yeah. They basically come in uh, dependent upon their parents, and they leave hopefully independent, uh, ready to move on and, and uh, out into the world. And so you think about the social changes, the physical changes, legal changes, emotional changes. Um, think about all the first that occurs in someone's life between ninth grade and 12th grade. Some of those first are amazing. Some are pretty scary. Yep. Uh, dating, driving, voting. Uh, it's just, again, I don't think there's a four-year period in anyone's life that's more full of change than those four years of high school. Yeah, I think, yeah, I think you're exactly right. I, I think back to high school for me, uh, it's been quite a while ago now uh, in my life, but uh, how much of my identity of who I am and how I present myself as a person was actually formed really in that high school. Yeah. Um, 
And some of it was bad, you know, some of it I took on an identity of what people said about me um, that really maybe shaped some negative thoughts I have about myself or, you know, because high school is a hard place sometimes. Um, But others, part of it, some of the the positive things, the things I learned through maybe sports and leadership, um, maybe through through a teacher who believed in me that I didn't believe in myself. Some of those things, I think, have carried me to where I am today and helped me have a stronger grasp of, of who I am and what I am. Um, so we want to make sure that our, our, our high schoolers, um, through those changes that we're intentional with them. Yes. So what are some things that you would challenge a parent and say, okay, you got some time here to be really intentional about certain areas of your kid. What, what would those things be? You know, I think the, 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 the main thing is, 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 and you talked at the very introduction about being intentional is, is to be aware that, that, that this is a process that's going to happen. It's a normal process. Yeah. Um, it's and it's and as I said earlier, it's it's really amazing. It's it's amazing to watch, um, but it's also very challenging, and it's challenging yeah. to the adults and to the parents because the they're teachers. changing on us. Yes. Like they're not the same. We can't do right. the same thing we did right when they first got there when they're leaving because it's, we're missing it. Right, and our role as parents or as the adults in their life that has to change too. Uh, but we also have to remember that this is also very difficult for the student for the child. Uh, just as parents are going through this change and how things are different, so are kids, and they're trying to find their identity. They're, they're going to go from that four years from being, you know, Mr. and Mrs. Smith's son to being their own person, and that process is is not easy, and it's fraught with a lot of very tough decisions that that fit in with the development of the developmental aspects of a child, the, what their brain is going through, the maturity where they they start having more abstract thoughts and they stop they start thinking more about the concrete future. They're they're no longer just wanting to be firemen when they grow up or superheroes. They they want to decide: Are they going to get into the right college? Are they going to get? They're going to have a job. They're going to meet the right person. Things that are huge in our lives, and they don't know how any of those things are going to turn out. So right. it's a very scary time for them. And I think sometimes as parents, we don't recognize them to what they were, and it scares us. But we also have to understand that it absolutely scares them too. And 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 our job as a parent is, is, is really not to manage that change, certainly not to try to stop it because you can't. Right. But really, just to be there to monitor it, and, yeah. and 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 that doesn't mean that you abdicate your responsibility as a parent. Right. But you have to you have to know that okay, during this time, my relationship, our relationship, is is going to change, and I have to be able to accept that change. At the same time, I'm still the parent. Correct. And I'm still the adult because while they're growing to adulthood, they're not there. And so I think one thing is to be aware. It's it's vital for a parent to be engaged, yes. to, to know what is going on. And there's a difference between knowing what's going on and trying to manage what's going on. Uh, but but you need to know, you know, that when when they get in high school, their their friends are going to become much more important than they were. Yes. And their peer group, they're going to be defined by their peer group. And again, it's a struggle. It's a struggle that kids go through between their main desire to be accepted and at the same time have this conflict of being different and being unique and how, how that handles. So while it may 
um, offend you or, or make you um, uh, frustrated that they're more interested in what their friends are doing than what you're yeah. doing at yeah. Christmas time around your family tradition, understand that that's a part of it. Um, so I think be aware, be engaged, and, and to try to, and I think you have to use your instinct as a parent, your knowledge of your child to, to know, okay, this is okay behavior. This is normal teenage behavior. Right. But, but then maybe this isn't. Yes. And, and where kids, because while this change is normal and this seeking of independence and making some mistakes and all the things is a part of it, there are some things that are very dangerous. Some mistakes that kids can make that, as you know, have long lasting implications. So our role as a parent is to know that, okay, they're going to stretch the boundaries but I have to be there to know that, okay, this is okay. I'm not real crazy about it, but it's okay. But, man, this isn't. So what I'm hearing, so I'm going to go off my questions here for a second because I'm hearing something I think is really important. <clears throat> we, we can't treat the kids the way that we've always treated them, but we can't disengage completely. So I've been uh, in, in ministry. I, I've worked with junior high and high school students for, for 16, 17 years now. And, and, I, and I think... It's, at some points, it gets hard for us as parents to even make a change because we're so used to parenting one way for so long because it was it was how our relationship with our kid worked. And we never see the change coming because it happens overnight, I think, yeah. in some ways. And then it's like, okay, now I feel like I just have to get hands off because I... Well, I don't know why. Sometimes it's sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's because the kid is asking us to get very hands off. Mm-hmm. How would you suggest a parent switch their conversations or switch their parenting, maybe it is to more conversational, uh, to help still stay engaged with the kid but not manage a kid? That's- you know, absolutely. I think it's it's the little things. And, okay. I, and I think, you know, parenting is an emotional um, process. Um, you know, and, and one of the things that as I talk to parents, and I would see that, you know, we know as parents what we gave up when we had children, you know how, and we gave it up willingly. We we loved it, but when that first child enters your life, your world changes. Oh, I always say, <laughs> you never realize how selfish you are as a person. Yeah, and even when you think, man, I am not a selfish. I'm super generous. I'm I'm giving. Then you have a child, and you go, I was the most selfish yeah. human being on the planet. Now I realize what it means to be selfless yeah. because you, you have to do everything, and you give that up willingly. You do. But but you you do give it up, and now all of a sudden, so for a long period of time, that was that was a very comfortable relationship. You provided, they took, they listened, you guided, you dressed them, you fed them, and all of a sudden that starts to change. Now it's it's a gradual change. It doesn't happen the day they walk into their freshman year in high school, but it's, it it changes, and sometimes it doesn't seem gradual. So I think there's some frustration and even hurt feelings amongst parents sometimes that say, I. I centered my life around you, and now you are rejecting that. And what you have to understand as a parent is they're they're really not rejecting it. In fact, if they don't do these things, they're not going to be ready. And so I think that how you manage that, that tightrope, that being on the edge of of allowing them to grow, but you're still involved, is, is simply know who their friends are. 
Don't yeah. don't try to pick them. Yeah. But know them. Yes. And and the, and the other thing, and and you know this it gets into this unconditional love. And I know that you know we think about that when we think about our relationship with God. And 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 that's the closest you can ever come to that is your love for your your kids. And, yeah. And, it's the best example on earth. I yeah, think. Yeah. Absolutely. And so what you what you try to do, I think, what I try and do, what I would encourage parents to try and do, is is as these kids go through this very difficult time. I mean, they're not having a ball either. They're <laughs> they're struggling. Right. Know that. Okay. Deal with what they do. Sometimes you have to be that tough love and 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 have real. You know, uh, and I'll talk about guidelines in a minute. But but don't. It's it's about dealing with what they do, but not who they are. Oh, and and that that's those, really at the end of the day, when this is all said and done, and it will get better, yeah. that you still have that relationship, that things aren't said, decisions aren't made in that, in that time where you lose the relationship. I think what you just said, I, it makes so much sense to me that... Um, Sometimes we associate what they do with who they are when what they do, it, it could have happened for many reasons. Yeah. Some of it is they weren't thinking, and that's that's part of being a teenager. Some of it was they felt pressured. Some of it was they were trying to fit in. Some of it was, you know, just normal risky behavior that becomes part of brain development. And sometimes we, we almost, as a parent, when we when we punish them as if it's who they are, we attach an identity to them that's not true. And yeah, what exactly. we need to do as a parent is continue to look to the things that are true about them, what is good about them. Yeah. And we need to continue to remind them of those, that what they do doesn't define who they are because it's a temporary period. Exactly. And if they can be attached to the things that are good about them, that make them awesome, that make them great, and if we can always push back to that as a parent, that's lasting yeah. stuff that's going to keep that relationship for a long time. Exactly. So that's, that's so... I and I think... You know, you hear this term helicopter parents, and it's, and it's certainly that's obviously not the right tact. And and right. but it's also this this head in the sand parenting is not the right tact. And, and and I think sometimes as parents, and I saw this a lot in high school, where where parents are so concerned that their kids are going to come out of high school unscathed that there's this almost this paranoia that if they, you know, if they get a detention in school or if they get a, a grade that's not the best grade that, you know, this, this, I, I call it a myth of the permanent record that something's <laughs> going to go on their record that is going to keep them from ever being happy or being successful. And it's absolutely right. not true. Kids make mistakes. Right. Now, again, as a parent, you, you can't just, that can't be your philosophy is my kid's going to screw up. Right. Um, it's, it's, but it's understanding that the inevitable part of growing Mm-hmm. Is is mistakes, and we we've all read that in books, and you know it's not how many times you fall down, it's how many times you get up, and all that stuff. So it's it's this this idea that as a parent, what I want to do is help them learn from those mistakes, yeah, help them realize those mistakes don't define them, yes, and be engaged enough in their lives to to try the best I can to make sure those mistakes aren't so serious that there are consequences down the road that's that's really good and you talked about unconditional love and and that idea that's the same idea of grace love that we don't deserve when they make mistakes exactly let's extend grace not to allow them to make more mistakes 
but to show them that despite their mistakes, they're good. Yeah. Despite their mistakes, we're going to love them as a parent and we're going to help them see a better future. You know, so I want to just kind of turn the corner to you, maybe you personally, you have your own kids uh, that now have given you grandkids. So I'm sure you maybe like your grandkids even better than your own kids. I don't know. I'm not going to say that for you. But now that you think back to your years of maybe parenting, what were some things that maybe you and your wife did to be intentional during the high school years or teenage years? Well, first of all, I made a lot of mistakes. I mean, you know, as many mistakes as your kids are making, you're going to make them as a parent. And you, you really have to not only give your kids grace, you have to give yourself grace. And, you know, we, we've all heard it saying there's no manual to raising kids. And, you know, we have five kids and it's amazing. They're all completely different. So, you know, uh, one size fit all, fits all is, is certainly not going to work. And it shouldn't work because, you know, we are all individuals. And that's what's so amazing about humans is that, yeah. you know, we are unique and we have to be treated uniquely. So I think... Uh, and one of the things I try to do, and again, not always successfully, is to understand that the uniqueness of my kids, and uh, we talk about in school that uh, a fair isn't always equal. And, hmm. um, you know, um, you hear this thing about, well, you got to treat everyone the same. And that's, that's, a, that's not true uh, because we all have different needs. And, and so what our, what our job is, is to be consistent with how we treat our kids and give each one of them, hopefully, exactly what they need when they need it. And it may be different for different kids in your family. Um, I think it's important that, you know, my wife and I have always tried to, to communicate and to try, to try the best we can to make sure that we're on the same page. And it doesn't mean that we always saw eye to eye on how to handle a particular situation. Right. But we really try not to send mixed messages to our I think that's so important. Our kids and um, then uh, and to realize, you know, my, my mom used to say, you spend most of your adult life overcoming the sins of your parents. Um, and at the end of the day, Kurt, you know, we're all broken. Right. And and part of that that breaks us is those things that occur in those really key periods in our life. And, and no one's going to come out of those unscathed. Right. And that's why, you know, we spend the rest of our life trying to overcome those things that, that have that have held us back or hurt us or damaged us. And 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 part of that is unfortunately some things our parents do. And right. uh, so you have to hope that your kids know, again, going back to that love and people, kids can accept a lot of mistakes. Right. If they know you love them and right. they may think, I can't believe dad did that. But you don't ever want them to think, man, I don't think dad really cared about me. Yeah, um, that's good. And so I think that what I try to do is is, is to do that and, and not. And this is very hard. My my um, my kids did pretty well in high school. And 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 I really tried to not let what they did be a reflection on me. Mm-hmm. And I tried not to live through them. Yeah, either the good things they did or the bad things, and it is really hard. Because, um, yeah, but but again, when you talk about that intentionality, things that are really hard become less hard if you just are aware of them, and and think about them. And if you're talking to yourself, okay, he got this award or she got this award, but it's not about me. Or he got this bad grade or she, you know, didn't make the 
cheerleading squad. It doesn't but you know what? It's failure. not about me. Right. And um, that that it's it, you know, parenting is a process. Parenting is about, and I use this word, and maybe I'm overusing it, but it's about love and acceptance and guidance. It's not about perfection. It's not about resume building. It's and and, and the thing. As a parent that I've tried to do, again, not always successfully, is to realize that at some point I'm still going to be in their lives, but they're going to be their adult and they're going to be their person. And what I want to do is be able to recognize that as it's going, that they're going through it. You know, I, I want to highlight something you said because, you know, when we're young, our kids think that we are superheroes, like that we can't do anything wrong. The truth is, by the time they reach high school, they realize that we're human beings that make mistakes. And Absolutely. I think one of the best things we can do is tell them, yeah. we know we made mistakes yeah. and we're sorry. Yeah, Like if we can have that kind of a humble attitude towards our kids, because more than anything, more than anything I want in my kid's life, I want that when they are old, they choose to be in my life. Yeah. I want, I want to have a relationship with them. I don't have to be right in the moment. I want to share what I feel. But if me being right today causes me to lose influence in their life for the rest of their life, then I missed it. Yeah. Because what I really want to do is be influential in their life for the rest of their life because they'll never hear what was right if I've lost that relationship. That's great. Uh, I, I used to tell parents... Uh, what we do speaks so loudly that our kids won't hear what we say. Mm, and that's good. so I think another thing is you have to be a, a model. And, um, you know, if, if, if being loyal is important to your, for your children, it has to be important to you. If um, uh, not being a racist is important for your kids, you can't be a racist. And that's right. if, you know, uh, making good choices in your life as far as, you know, what you do is important for your kids. That has to be, they have to see it. And, and, Absolutely. Uh, you know, if, if working hard in school and, and being responsible to your, then they can't hear you talk about how you slacked off on your job or, or see that you're, so it's, 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 it's tough to be a parent. I mean, it's yeah. not an easy thing. Uh, because it, it takes a real, again, that word intentionality that, okay, my kids aren't going to learn by what I say. They're going to learn by, by what they see me do. And so that, and again, doesn't mean that I'm this perfect person. And because they'll see that too, that, that they don't have to be this perfect person. And the worst pressure we could ever put on anyone is for them to expect to be perfect. And, um, or even, you know, to be happy all the time. You know, life is is difficult. It's it's tough. Um, that's why we need uh, someone in our life, a God or, or someone that that can can be there for us uh, because we cannot do we it. Can't do it on by our ourselves. No. And and we're we're reminded of that almost every day. That's and right. As things come up that are overwhelming if we're by ourselves. And I always say it's not it's not what you go through in life. It's who you go through it with. That matters, and that's why family is so important. Uh, yeah. Well, so I want to I want to end our, our time with just this last question, then, because I think you, you've led to it. Because I think there are people listening right now that are overwhelmed. They feel like I don't know 
I don't know how to parent this teenager anymore, or man, I feel like I've lost this relationship that I once had. What would be an encouragement that you would give to a parent that's listening today going, I, I just need some hope? Yeah. The first one is, and I think the most important thing, anytime we feel like that about anything in our life, parenting would be an example, is that you're not alone. And hmm. There are no perfect families, and you look across the street and you think, man, if my family was just like that one, I mean, you just have to know that it's it's, it's, it's not. And uh, so know that whatever you're going through, other people have gone through it, and, and, and if you try to do the right thing, I really believe this, if you really try to do the right thing, at the end of the day, it'll end up exactly like it was supposed to end up. And... Mm-hmm. Uh, so know, know that you're not alone. Realize that you make mistakes. I think that understand your role in this. You know, read up on it. There's tons of stuff yeah. um, that so that you're knowledgeable about really developmentally, specifically developmentally, what's going on. So when you see something, it makes sense to you. It's not a surprise. Uh, so, so be aware. Uh, give yourself a lot of grace. I think, and I, I want to make sure I touch on this, that kids still want boundaries. And they, yeah, they will not tell you they want boundaries. An example, Kurt, is we about my fourth year at Carmel, we, we started breathalyzing when kids came into the football game. Yeah. And it, it caught a big, you know, it was kind of controversial. But we had kids come to us privately and say, I really appreciate that because now I really don't want to drink. Yeah, but before when we could easily do it, I had to be the one to say no. I don't. I don't want to drink, and that was hard for me to do. But now I can say, you know, the, that no good, Mister Williams. He'll catch us if right. we do. You got to be the bad guy. Yeah, and yeah. and so they were able to to make a decision that they wanted to make and still save face in their friends. So I think guidelines are important, but for a teenager, they have to be reasonable. Yep. You have to be able to explain them as a parent. It can't be just because I said so. Yeah, there's got to be a why behind There it. has to yep. be a why. And if there's not, then maybe you shouldn't have that guideline. Right. So I wanted to, to talk about that. That's good. I appreciate and, you And, and that. To also to understand that, and I've said this a couple of times, high school, I used to have parents come in and say, you know, Mr. Williams, this is the best time of their life. And it's it's not. Nope. Now, there are some wonderful things that happen. Yep. But it is a tough time. And and to be honest, and I hope they think about what I'm saying here and not misconstrued. You know, high school is kind of a box. Hmm. And not all kids fit in that box. That's right. And and and, and, and it has to be a box because its its job is to educate the most, the best way, and so they have to have rules and guidelines and processes. And I know dozens and dozens of kids who struggled through high school, but once they got out and they were out of that box, they flourished yep. because their creativity, the things they learned, their uniqueness, why it may have held them back in high school is unfettered now. And they So just have hope and know that if, if you've laid a good base, yep. If you keep that relationship and stay on top of what they're doing, not manage it, but stay on top of it, and they have some luck, yeah, they're going to turn out just fine. That's good. That's good. I appreciate you coming on today. I I know that everybody listening to this is 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 
hopefully they'll listen to it a second time just to hear you share even just that encouragement at the end. Because yeah. I think there's some that just need that, you know. Um, we're a church, and we, we want to provide resources to parents, and you mentioned good things to read on it. We have these things at the at the entrance in any one of our church locations, at the entrance to our kids, when we have something called the phase guides. And we have one on parenting your ninth grader, one on parenting your 10th grader, parenting your 11th grader. Um, and really what they are is they just share some developmental things that are happening in the life of your child. There's a lot of room in there to journal ways that you want to be intentional about those processes, those things that are happening. And it even gives you six ideas of important conversations to have this year with your child. Uh, you don't have to follow it completely, but it helps give you a framework yeah. for being intentional. If you want to grab one of those, you can pay for them there, or you can just take one if you can't afford it, because we want to give you resources as a church. Hopefully, you'll keep tuning into the Family Framework podcast for more conversations like this. But until next time, thanks for joining us. Thanks, thanks Kurt. Thanks for joining us for the Northview Family Framework podcast. To continue to show your support, we would love to have you subscribe. Thanks again for joining us here at the Northview Family Framework Podcast. We'll see you next time.